So tonight we're going to work with a guided equanimity practice for a while. So I'd like to invite you to take the whole 45 minutes as a meditation. I'm going to talk a little bit about equanimity to start out with, but um, let yourself meditate and listen at the beginning part, and then we'll work with the guided part for the second part. So equanimity. Equanimity is considered um, to be both part of the path of awakening and it's also the fruit of of practice. So we we do our best to develop equanimity as part of the path. But what is also true is that this practice of mindfulness that we're doing is a practice whose fruit is equanimity. Because part of what you're doing is you're sitting and you're learning to be with whatever comes up in the heart and the mind and the body as you sit. And you've already seen that, that no matter what shows up, your job is to sit there and to notice it and to name it and to stay relatively quietly here in the hall, and you do that. And that actually is part of how we develop it. I actually came across an instruction today for equanimity practice that suggested that, you know, when you get to the end of the sitting and you're starting to feel a little restless and ready to get on to the next thing and you're not feeling very balanced, that you can develop equanimity by committing to sitting a little longer than when the bell first rings, if you have, if, if it works to do that, if there's not qigong happening in the hall, next thing. And you just sit a little longer with that restlessness and with that, you know, wanting to be somewhere else. And that actually will help to develop equanimity. So it is both part of the path of this practice and the fruit of it. It's also one of the Brahma-viharas, and the Brahma-viharas are, uh, the word means the divine abodes, and so they're qualities of the heart. And loving-kindness, which we've already done several times, is one of those qualities. Compassion and sympathetic joy are the next two, and then equanimity. And the interesting thing about equanimity is that it is actually required at a certain point for all of the other three. If in practicing loving kindness, sometimes we get to a point in the practice where we're working with someone who's very difficult for us. And if we don't have equanimity, we can't do that practice. Or if you're doing the practice of compassion, sometimes the pain is so enormous that if you don't have equanimity, you can't be present with it. You can't be compassionate. And with sympathetic joy, sometimes the way the other person is getting happy or the quality of their happiness or something is upsetting to us. And again, we need equanimity 
in order to be able to extend sympathetic joy. So it's an enormously important quality. The Buddha gave some wonderful instructions to his son Rahula, Rahula who became a monk and so was both a monk, one of the Buddha's monks, and also his son. And and he said these things, and he used the elements, earth and water and fire and air and space. And so he said to Rahula, he said, be like the earth. And he said, just as when people throw what is clean or unclean on the earth, feces, urine, saliva, pus, or blood, that's from our, our 32 parts, the earth is not horrified, humiliated, humiliated, hum, humiliated, or disgusted by it. And so when we develop this way of being like the earth, then agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen don't take charge of our minds. And he says, be like the water. Because again, when people put these things, species, urine, saliva, pus, or blood, in the water, the water is not horrified or humiliated or disgusted. And in the same way, when we become like the water, agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions that have arisen, don't take charge of the mind. And the same thing, be like the fire, because the fire isn't bothered by these things. Be like the wind, the wind isn't bothered by them. They're just there, they're just there. And be like space, because when these things are in space, the space isn't disturbed by it. So it's that quality of Uh, being able to allow things to be just as they are. And we are able to be totally and completely present with it without being rattled. This is not indifference. Indifference is what's sometimes known as the near enemy of of, um, equilibrium, of equanimity. And so... It's that place of being able to be steady, being able to take it in, and to not be um, disturbed by it. And what that does in many situations is to give us enough space to figure out how we act skillfully. So having equanimity does not mean that you don't act. It simply means that you're able to be so present with so much steadiness that then you can sort out how to act. So there's a variety of ways to develop this practice. One is the mindfulness practice itself. And the other is to work with phrases and again to work with, in the same way that loving-kindness practice starts close to home with yourself and then people that you love and then it goes on to more distant people. Um, you, can, you can work this practice with the easiest places to have equanimity first. So I'd like to invite you to bring to mind some situation in your life or that you know about 
where you're not too deeply emotionally involved. So we can't start close to home on this one because that's usually where we get most rattled, most off balance. And this is all about staying balanced. So this might be a situation in the world that you know about that's somewhat disturbing to you, but you know, you're, you're able pretty much to work with it. It might be um, something that's happening to someone you know of, but again, not someone that you're too close to. So when you have that situation in mind, thinking of the event or um, the distress that's there, there are some phrases that you can work with. You're also, of course, always welcome to make up your own phrases. But here are some of the traditional ones. One is, this is the way it is. This is just the way it is. One is, everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. So holding the impermanence of the situation, whatever it is, like everything else, it's not permanent. That which has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. Another phrase is all beings are the inheritors of their own karma. So that's the sense that each of us Mm, it inherits a certain kind of causality of what happens to us from our past actions, from our culture, from our families. And so there we are. And the second part of that is my wishes for things to be different from what they are cannot change things. Only actions can change things. So really pointing us toward that place where mental wanting it to be different isn't so helpful. And then you can also simply invite equanimity for yourself. May I have equanimity. May I stay calm and present and balanced in the presence of the suffering in the presence of this event. This is the way it is. This is the way this particular event is. Everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. All beings are the inheritors of their own karma. My wishes for things to be different from what they are cannot change things. Only actions will change things. May I be calm, equanimous in the presence of this event, in the presence of these people or this suffering. 
you may notice that there might be some tendency in the mind or the heart to want to go away or change the subject or not stay with us. See if you can come back and be with this difficult situation. Letting it be what it is. Sometimes when we do that, that's actually when we can see more clearly what we need to do, when we really let it be what it is. Because that's when we see more deeply the nature of the suffering involved. All beings are the inheritors of their own karma. Every situation, it comes from its own karma, from its own causes and conditions. My wishes for things to be different cannot change them. Only actions change things. Everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. This event, this situation is impermanent. And then take a breath and let that one go. And see if you can find another situation that is somewhat closer to home. It might be with a friend or a relative or something in your own life that is disturbing. I would suggest for the second one, because we'll do three, that it not be the most difficult one that you want to work with tonight. But pick one that's a little more challenging from the one that you just did. Bring that person or those people to mind the situation. And then again, continue with these same phrases, reflecting on impermanence, remembering that this is the way it is. These people or this person is the inheritor of their own karma. My wishes for things to be different can't change them in this moment. Only actions can change things. May I have equanimity and balance, calm and steadiness. May I be like the earth, able to let this just be there. May I be like the water and the air and the fire and space.
to everything that has the nature to arise, has the nature to pass away. This is the way this situation is. Please remember that as we do this practice, just as when we do loving kindness practice, that it's a practice and it's a training. So there may be a corner of your mind that says, no, no. I want to change it. I want it to be different. I don't like it. I'm upset. That's okay. Notice that that's there. And then keep doing the practice. Keep bringing your mind back to the phrases, back towards the intention to develop calm and steadiness and equanimity. So now, there's actually two more, I think. Bring to mind something here at the retreat that's been a bit upsetting to you. Maybe it's one of the staff or one of the teachers. Maybe it's your own body. Maybe it's some way that your being or somebody's being, might be one of the other yogis, one of the other students might be some situation in the hall or in the dormitory. Pick one that's still alive and then reflect on the fact that this is the way it is. This person is the way they are. This action is happening. The situation is the way that it is. Remember, please, that it is impermanent. All things that have the nature to arise have the nature to pass away. The person or persons involved are the inheritors of their own karma. In this very moment, that's what's playing out. My wishes to change things cannot change them, cannot change this present moment. Only actions will bring change. May I be calm and steady and have equanimity about this person or this situation. Just reflecting on whatever it is at the retreat. 
being with it just the way that it is. It might be really unpleasant. Can you stay with it in its unpleasantness? It is the way it is. As we work at developing equanimity, it's perhaps really important to remember that equanimity is not about staying statically balanced. Balance always requires movement. It seems to even require wobbling sometimes. We go a little to one side and a little to the other, quite like a tightrope walker. Sometimes people walking tightropes fall off and then they get back up and they keep on going. That's part of equanimity. So as you develop your equanimity, it doesn't mean that you're going to get to some perfectly still, static place. The pushes and pulls of the mind and the heart will continue to be there. And equanimity allows you to find by constantly moving and adjusting that skillful place of balance where you're not reactive. It's also a place from which you can be responsive. Not reactive, but responsive. So now, last of all, bring to mind a situation, any situation in your own life or that of another. And this time, find find one that's at least a bit challenging for you. Could be someone's illness or your own. Whatever it is that stirs you right now in your life or that of someone fairly close to you, a place where it might not be so easy, or maybe you feel you have no equanimity at all. And so bring that situation to mind and feel the upset around it and notice that and name it. And then just notice that this situation is the way it is. This is how it is at this particular time, in this very moment. There's no going back and fixing it. There's no going back and making a different situation arise. This is the way it is.
it is also impermanent. Everything that has the nature to arise has the nature to pass away. This too will pass away. All of the beings involved are the inheritors of their own karma. The situation arises out of a huge complex of causes and conditions and karma. My wish is that it would be different, cannot change it. Only actions will change it. May I be calm and steady and present and equanimous. Allowing yourself to sit in the presence of this difficulty with no need to change it in this very moment. It is what it is. And then take a breath and let that go. For a moment, extend some goodwill and some kindness and some gratitude to yourself for taking this practice on. With wishes for your own peace and ease of well-being. And then extend that same goodwill perhaps to all of the people whom you considered during this period of practice. May they also be peaceful and be well and find freedom. And now for the last 15 minutes or so of this set, You're welcome to go back and continue the equanimity practice or simply to continue with your mindfulness practice knowing that as you sit there, 
being present with the heart, the mind, the body, the breath, that that very sitting practice, that very accepting of what is practice, is important as part of your equanimity practice. Again, the Buddha, Rahula, be like the earth. For just as when people throw what is clean or unclean on the earth, the earth is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, when you are in tune with the earth, agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Rahula, be like the water. For just as when people wash what is clean or unclean in water, the water is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, when you are developing the meditation in tune with water, agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Rahula, be like the fire. For just as when the fire burns what is clean or unclean, it is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, when you are in tune with fire, agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Rahula, be like the wind. For just as when the wind blows what is clean or unclean, it is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, when you are in tune with wind, agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Rahula, be like space. For just as space is not established anywhere, In the same way, when you are in tune with space, agreeable and disagreeable impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.